Welcome to Quirky Gems Podcast. I'm a creative living in Southampton, UK. I make dolls, clothes, jewellery, knitted items and candles and I live with chronic health conditions. I'm Gem Swallow. Welcome to Quirky Gems Podcast. A woman's rights is the theme of this episode but not as you probably would imagine it if I said that to you like I just did. So, Firstly, if you're new here, hello and welcome to this podcast that you may have just found. I'm Jem, hello and welcome. I talk about quirky subjects and I talk about things that I come across. If you're an avid listener here, hi. (laughs) Thank you for joining in to, I believe, it's the fourth or fifth episode of Series 2 of Quirky Jem's podcast. So, I'm going to be talking about periods in this episode. And the reason why is because, let's face it, Half of who make up the world either have a vagina or bleed regularly every month because, let's face it, that's what periods do. We're going to be talking about sanitary towels. Why are we talking about sanitary towels, you might ask me? Well, I will tell you. It's because I came across this really cool thing on my social media channels, i.e. Instagram, but I'm also on Twitter too, at Quirky if you want to follow me. And I came across this thing on someone's stories about... A sanitary towel petition. Now, you might in your mind be thinking, a sanitary towel petition. Yeah, you heard me right. So, as I mentioned, half of the population bleed. I kind of think it might be less than that, but half of us bleed. I came across this petition last week, and what I read about this thing, there's this really cool woman called Molly okay and the reason why I think she's really cool if I'm being honest she lives in the UK she lives in a place called Wales and what she's done she set up this petition and what I find cool about it is because it's a no-brainer it's something that I believe should already exist as a woman you know I've been a teenage girl that's had really bad periods I'm now a woman that suffers with endometriosis I think that in this day and age, it should kind of be a thing that we know what's going in and on our bodies, you know? And another thing is, if we knew what was going in or on our bodies, would we search for alternatives? Now, when I came across this petition, I followed the link. I'll give you all the details in just a little bit. And I signed up because what this petition is... It's to say what it is that we're putting on and in our bodies when we hit our time of the month. We're feeling vulnerable already, right? We're craving chocolate, we feel bloated, we've got sore boobs, you know? And that's just the fun stuff. I'm talking, when you kind of go into your supermarket, depends on which kind of which you choose. When I was a teenager, Pads were readily available for me because if I'm being honest, I was lucky my mum would buy pads and it took me a while to understand my cycle. As I got a bit older, tampons were something I went for because for me they were cleaner, you know, I didn't have to worry about feeling leakage and I kind of thought, right, I knew my flow, I knew the day I was going to be on, it was clean, it was safe, so I assumed and so I went with it. When I hit 30, I discovered after having, you know, I have heavy periods in my family. My, my maternal grandmothers had heavy periods. My mum's had heavy periods. So I've had them and I still continue to have them. Periods for me, nightmare. But I also now suffer with endometriosis. And it was this, this very subject, 
that triggered me into signing my name on this petition. Here's why. In this day and age, we worry about plastics being in our food and in everything we, we kind of consume, right? We're kind of told left, right and centre about this has plastics and plastics is the bad thing. So we kind of know what to look out on that front. However, no one thinks about what it is it's in clothes. It's like me. I have an allergy to polyester, so I can't go any, I can't touch or have anything on me that's polyester because I come out in a rash. And for me, I know what to look out for. It's on a label on clothes. I tend to go towards cotton. It's breathable. It's great. However, when you're talking about down there, below your belt, you know, depends. You could wear thongs, you could wear knickers, you could go commando. It's completely up to you. But when you're thinking about absorbing the flow, that crimson tide that happens every month, you know, the fun bit that we all look forward to when you're a woman of menstruating age, you're thinking, or at least I have thought, what are in these? I can't tell you how many times I've sat on the toilet, looked at the back of a tampon box and thought, what in God's name is Raylon? Because when it mentions about the material that's inside sanitary products, I can t if I went into a fabric shop, I wouldn't be able to say, that's Raylon, I know it because it's in my tampon. I wouldn't be able to point it out. I couldn't tell you what it looks like. It's exactly the same as a sanitary towel. I know how to use it. I know what flow to go for, but I couldn't tell you what's in it. On the back of every box, it gives you the minimalist description of what you can find in this thing. And you're putting it against you. It's, for the most part, you're supposed to change it, I believe it's every, I think it, I don't have like a, you know, a pack in front of me, but I think it's every seven hours, it could be every six, you are going around your day-to-day -day life, if you, if you indeed have a period, you know, you're going around, and you have this thing attached to your underwear, you don't know what it is, it's against you, or inside you, you know? And for me, that's a thing that I found interesting. And the reason why is because when I was 30, I found out that I have endometriosis. And even though it's a condition that nobody really knows what triggers it, when I saw the petition and how Molly actually described it and what kind of, how she kind of came to the decision to start the petition, I mean, I take my hat off to her. We are not worthy, you know? And it's... For me, I kind of thought, well, hold on a second. Could this really be partly to do with why I have a reproductive issue? You know? And it could be, I'm not saying it is. There's no proof to suggest it. But it kind of raises the question. So I did what any weirdo would do. <laughs> I signed the petition and then I contacted Molly. I found it through her Instagram. So I thought, you know what? I'm a podcaster, I'm nosy, I'm a curious soul, so I contacted Molly, she was absolutely lovely, and I wanted to know a little bit more about the petition. So, here is a little bit of what she said, just got to get my phone, it's all very technical. So, here is what it says, okay, I'm going to try, there's a lot here, so I'm going to try and make this as animated as I can, I hope you're sitting comfortably, okay. There's no legal obligation for menstrual product manufacturers to list ingredients on their packaging. True, because I guess if there were, they would be labelled by now, right? Therefore, it may come to a surprise to learn that up to 90% of your period... 
I'm sorry, that was my mum. <laughs> I'm on my phone, that was great timing, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, I'm a social butterfly, really, I'm not really. But yeah, therefore <laughs> may come to a surprise, that's never happened before, to learn that up to 90% of your product, your period products you are using are plastic. Remember, we mentioned about plastic and how in the mainstream media they're talking a lot about it, right? Not only is this causing huge environmental issues, but a detrimental effect on our bodies. Due to being in such an intimate area, we're absorbing what's in them 10 times faster than if it were just sitting on our skin. The plastic causes foreign estrogens, hold on, use in, I'm going to try and say this word, thyroxine for metabolism, serotonin for our mood and dopamine for our motor function to make our estrogen levels rise causing hormone imbalance. Now if you think about it when you have a period your estrogen drops so your estrogen is what builds up your womb so when you're building up for a period normally your estrogen builds up to cause the lining of your womb you then have a small window of when you ovulate. If you don't get pregnant the estrogen then stops and your progesterone levels kick in. That's why you feel ratty and you might think, oh, lead me to the chocolate. It's because your progesterone kicks in and that's what causes your womb to contract and give you a period. So what it, what is Molly is saying in this petition, which I can see and agree with, is the fact that if you have your body is naturally occurring progesterone, right? So you're gearing up for your period and that's what causes your period. However, how strange it is that a sanitary product that is meant to basically absorb your body's waste of what it doesn't need might actually be triggering an influx of estrogen. That to me kind of feels a bit wrong, does it not you? So it goes on, um, hold on, my phone's gone blank, there we have, we have it again. So this excess estrogen causes in the short term heavy periods infertility in the medium term and in the long term feminine cancers now you may remember from my hysterectomy episode that i talked about the fact that for me not saying it's for the same with every woman but for me i have a family history of ovarian cancer so to me this is very interesting i should be able to easily indicate Hold on, sorry, my phone went weird again. I should be able to easily indicate what is in the product I'm using so I know what my body is absorbing. Just like food manufacturers, it should be compulsory for period product manufacturers to clearly state their ingredients on the packaging. Now, as I mentioned on the beginning of this episode, it should be, it should already happen, you know? I kind of feel like it's hard enough my feeling is it's hard enough when you not everyone has bad periods let's be honest some women sell through their periods it's up to your body what it wants to do for me though reading the petition and reading what i just what i just read out to you guys is that isn't it bad that this isn't already a thing so what this petition aims to get is if we can get it to an amount of signatures it will then go to the houses of parliament and they can actually say, maybe they can put it in legislation, that would be awesome. That in future, they'll probably give it, if it, you know, they'll probably give it a year or whatever that it's going to come out and happen. Wouldn't it be amazing if in the future we know when we're standing in that shopping aisle or when we're shopping online, we know what it is that we're about to put next to the most 
intimate area of our bodies. I kind of feel like this should have already been done or it's a no-brainer. And to me, I'm all for this kind of thing because it's something that it should have happened, but it's not. And maybe with the crusade on plastics and how everyone is aware of it, maybe something good can come from it. And it, do you know what? Let's, let's kind of maybe look down the road in the next few years. I can't say for sure whether it's going to happen, but if we were to kind of throw a stone at it, like down the path that we're on, maybe we could say that it might even half feminine cancers if this were to take place. So if we were to get a petition and it causes estrogen levels to rise, because right now we don't know what's in our sanitary products and sanitary towels, if we were to get a, a signature on that petition and get it to the House of Parliament, you think maybe in the near future certain ovarian cancers might be eliminated because we would maybe make an informed decision about what it is we're putting into our bodies. And another way of looking at it is, a lot of the conditions that we may have, you might be listening, you might have something like endometriosis, you might have polycystic ovary syndrome, you might have something, a reproductive disorder. We might be able to, if we can get this petition going, we might be able to save the next generation from going down the same road of having pain, having worry. We might just be able to make something change right now. So that's the very reason why I thought, you know what? I want to use my little platform that I've got here to talk about it. And maybe, just maybe, we might be able to get that petition over the line. And we might be able to kind of do something, you know. It kind of reminds me of that, that song from John Farnham, We're the Voice. You know, you're the voice, try and understand it. Let's see if we can get the petition over the line. Let's see if we... Let's see if our theory is correct on this. So, I will give you all the details. If you want to check it out, it's at Love Your Period on Instagram. You can find it there, and I believe it's still in Molly's um, link where the website should be. Just click on the link. I think this is for the UK. So, if my American listeners, you might not be out of here, um, you might not be able to find it or be a part of it. But, you know, you could check it out if you so wish. You never know, it might trigger something for you to try and start a petition where you live. Or, you know, if if over here Molly's done it, it might inspire you to do something similar. If we kind of say, well, you know, there's nothing on the back of this, why? Then you never know, we might be able to change something. But yeah, at Love Your Period on Instagram is where you can find the petition. If you're not on Instagram... Don't worry, uh, you can find it listed on my website, thequirkygems.wordpress.com. You can find it on the post for this podcast episode. And uh, yeah, so that is your, <laughs> that's your episode for A Woman's Right. I hope that you enjoyed it. And it's a bit of an education, isn't it? You know, that's what it's all about. So uh, the next episode is going to be a really cool one. And if you can remember from series one, if you haven't checked it out, don't worry. You can find all the details uh, on my website, thequirkygem.wordpress.com. Or if you follow me on any of the podcast channels, I guess you could say, the podcast platforms, you can go back over episodes and you can download and play at your own leisure. 
So if you want to, <laughs> I cut myself up, or if you want to check out episodes and you don't have to faff around, it's anchor.fm forward slash quirky slash gems slash podcast. I'm not up a heart now, it's quite sad, but there you go. So the newest episode coming your way, we're going to be doing something, as mentioned, that I did in series one. It used to be called In My Atmosphere, where I used to talk about things that were happening that, you know, were of a creative nature that I've been up to or in a life nature that I've been up to you know the fun stuff so in this new episode that's coming your way soon I wanted to do an episode where if I was actually healthy enough which I don't see happening anytime soon I would have wanted to have done a crafty workshop kind of like a knitter natter type scenario where like you kind of hire a space and you can work on your latest knitting or your latest crocheting if you know scrapbooking's your thing great or talk about your latest recipe you're loving and kind of do it like that so I wanted to kind of talk about for me what's been going on but also I want to talk about what crafting means for me and I kind of find myself going into different aspects of crafting and I'm kind of liking it so if you want to stay tuned I try and drop an episode every week Thank you so much for everyone that's listened. It's great seeing the stats rise and the fact that I've got new listeners. So hello and thank you for checking me out. It makes me so excited. So <laughs> and I crack myself up a lot too, as you can tell. So uh, yeah, I will chat to you very soon. Thank you so much for checking out this episode and I hope you will stay around for more. I'm Gem Swallow and this has been Quirky Gems Podcast. Take it easy guys.